Welcome to A Case of the Mondays, a show where we preview, review, and get in our feelings about all things Bachelor and Bachelorette related. I'm your host, Mike Kyle, and as always, I'm joined by my cuzzo, BC, Brendan Coyne, but not only Brendan, for the second time in the A Case of the Mondays history, we have a third co-host on this episode, my dear friend, Rachel. Rachel, welcome to your podcasting debut, first of all, so congratulations for that. Also, how is your day going? Brendan, how are you? Uh, Rachel, why don't you start us off here? Hi. Um, I don't really even know what to say, but I'm excited to be here and to talk about the show that kind of connected us all. Yeah. Why don't you talk about, I mean, because I don't have the luxury of talking to you every week like Mike does. Why don't you just give me and our listeners a little background about how you got into Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, whatever. Um, if there was a person, if there was a thing, whatever that might yeah. be. My grandma actually watched this. So growing up, whenever I would nice. visit in the summertime, she'd be watching whatever was playing at that time. So I started from her. And then in college, I really picked it up on my own again, starting with, uh, I don't even know, JoJo season or the season before that. So yeah, so, I just kind of loved it from then. Yeah, so you were before us then. Because we started with Nick. And it was, wait, it was, uh, was it Ben then Jojo then Nick, right? I yeah, think, ben. I think that was the order, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, you started just about a year or so before we did. So you're, you're, you're an OG here. <laughs> do you have, do you have like putting you on the spot right away? Do you have like a favorite bachelor, bachelorette, like right off the top of your head that you are like, yes, I liked him. Yes, I liked her. Hannah Brown, for some reason, just always interesting. Me. I loved her nothing, season. And nothing wrong with that. Just curious. like to pick people's brains a little bit. I have notes here. We're going to get into this episode. It was a doozy. But Brendan, how are you, my man? I'm doing good. No complaints. Short work week. Thanksgiving is Thursday. I, uh, I'm, first off, I'm really excited because I also have a short work week. I don't know if you nice. do as well, Rachel. Um, but... I would love nothing more than to just say how thankful I am for this goddamn show. It's given me the, the luxury of connecting to you two people more and more. Like, like again, Rachel kind of briefly touched on it. We started talking uh, during uh, Peter's season last year, and since then, it's been a nonstop thing. It's been super cool to see the friendship blossom from this show. And then obviously, Brent, what me and you, what, what uh, me and you do here on a week-to-week basis, I, I say this every single week. It's the highlight. It's the highlight of my seven uh, of my seven-day week. I love set, sitting down, chatting with you. Our interactions during the show are always electric, and I'm just really thankful to have the luxury to do this with you every single week. I think I wish people could see like the videos of us sometimes because you totally have like the Colin Coward setup going on right now. Like, that's what. <laughs> your video reminds me of not in a bad way just like looking legit over there yeah i mean so for, oh, i've never told you this one of the things that i've wanted to do was i've wanted because we were because we record these through zoom so i have the video files for everything but we normally just have our cameras turned off but i would love to record it in this fashion and then just post it to youtube or whatever so we get both uh streams going yeah i mean i would have to do my hair or put on a hat but <laughs> I'm cool with that. Might be something to consider going forward. All right, let's dive in. This is week three or four with Tasha. I need to actually pull up my notes here. 
but if somebody wants to start off, we started off uh, this episode with the singing group date. Uh, and to me, this was a perfect episode to, to have Rachel on because Brendan, you don't know this. I kind of know this. Rachel's big into theater. She's big into musicals. And so to have this be the first date that we saw, I was like, guys, we nailed it. We nailed this podcast already. That's awesome. I actually have a note here, though, Mike, that I feel like you would have crushed this date. Why do you say that? Please flatter me. Go ahead. Not even like, I don't know if you have a good voice. I don't have a good voice. I just feel like you would have just like embraced it, you know, grabbed some like, I don't know, piccolo, a clarinet, a (laughs) recorder, and just have gone to town. I kind of see what you're saying. I mean, obviously, this whole... I don't know. Entertainment's kind of my background, right? It's this podcast. It's the stuff I do on the side outside of work. It's the things that I've done for the past 10 years. At one point in my life, I had a decent singing voice and then puberty hit and I lost that fucker <laughs> real just been quick. like prestige world. So, so RIP me, I, there's, there, there have been attempts to, to get that back. Unfortunately, have been unsuccessful, but I do appreciate the compliment because I think I could easily see myself in this, on this group date as well. Um, Rachel, so let's, let's, let's throw this to you here as the theater buff that you are as the musically, uh, what's the right word as the, the, in, the intellect, right? The musical intellect that you have, what were your thoughts on this group date? Um, I thought that it wasn't really as much, sorry if you hear my dancing. Um, I didn't think it was as much about the singing ability as what they were writing down, like their lyrics. Um, I mean, I, Ivan, also that power move when he took Tasha up with him, it wasn't so much about your talent as what you had to say about her, which I liked. And it was just fun. Yeah, I agree. Ivan. So Ivan having some level of flow to me was the least surprising hidden talent. I felt like that was like so expected. Um, because Ivan to me is just this classic, super quiet personality, but when you kind of get him into the right spaces, he can thrive. And I felt like that is what this date was. He also has like this, this, uh, a bit of a, a bit of a hidden creative side. And so just kind of merging all those things together, Ivan was, it was clear cut. He was going to end up, uh, getting the rose he does or getting the one-on-one uh, time with her he does and then he proceeds to get the rose and I just feel like this was like the perfect storm for him to be successful I agree. Brandon yeah I feel like we've been waiting for him to kind of mm-hmm. make his move it seems like they had like a, a lot of chemistry general interest in each other whatever it just seems like he hasn't got a lot of face time so it was nice to kind of uh, see a different side of him. I think we both have, you know, rated him pretty high, yeah. even though he hasn't got a lot of face time. So just, I don't know, being able to see him interact with Tasha one-on-one and, like, have him open up a little bit more. Seems like a good dude. Yeah, I really think this was the coming out party for Ivan, right? Like this, this was the breakout game. I've been labeling him as my dark horse candidate over the course of the first uh, three weeks. I want, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm now going through my, my notes here, my, my, the episode log actually of our podcast, to make sure that I have this right. Um, so this is week three of, holy shit. This is only week three of Tasha. I know. And we holy hell. only have a few weeks left in the year. Like it's going to be really interesting to see how they 
force all of this remaining season into like a very short time span. Yeah, we're going to get this. I think they're going to start rolling. I mean, they, they, they announced the, the premiere of The Bachelor, which is January 4th. So you're, we're, we're looking at six weeks here to get this show done. And at this point, by the time the episode ends, we're at, what, 12 guys or so? So they're going to be moving and just rolling along here uh, to round out 2020. Uh, some things that I really noted uh, for Ivan's one-on-one time with Taisha. First off, the floor is lava game. Major dub. Major <laughs> dub. A throw it back. Throwing it back to our childhoods. It was a game that we all played. And I think, I don't know, like Ivan just has this really quiet personality. And you saw his face light up when she said, all we're going to do tonight is relax, hang out, play games, watch movies. And I just really liked his vibe throughout the entire, throughout the entirety of the night, really. Um, I felt like he had a great showing. My other note here says pillows do not break that easily. <laughs> um, and then also just, I believe they have two opposite personalities that just naturally gel really well together. Uh, Tasha's a bit more outgoing, a bit more energetic, where Ivan might be a bit more reserved. Uh, in the majority of situations. But when you just blend their, their their specific personality types together, I mean, oh my God, I could not take my eyes away from them. My beef my beef with Ivan really quick is it just sometimes like seems like is I kept just kept asking myself like is this enough? Like it seemed like it was a great date. It seemed like they hit it off, but I kept going back and forth. I'm like, all right, well, is he this like steady person in the power rankings or like, is this just like a really good date where they seem like they're just having fun, but like, is it like everything that she wants? Right. Rachel, what did you think about them? Um, Well, I remember like right before it went to Ivan, Noah was talking at the pool with Brendan and he was saying how Ivan is like shy and he's like, I don't think Taisha wants that. You know, he's too quiet. But in the last episode, Taisha was talking about how she wanted somebody calm since she's so like energetic and lively. She wants somebody who's going to calm her down and be more quiet. So I think that, I mean, personality wise, I think they're perfect for each other if that's what she's looking for. And I think he's kind of shy in front of the camera. I don't know if we'll see more, uh, of him as time goes on, but I think he's really good for her right now. So you and I, we were, we had, we didn't text a whole lot during this episode and that was by design on my end. I got, cause obviously, you know, we get, all we do is we talk about this uh, mm-hmm. when it's on air and ha- having you on that did change how I was going to approach our conversations. But I said in my notes, I wrote down that they look beyond comfortable with each other to which you actually responded and said, you didn't think that Tasha was all the way there in that moment you said that her Great eyes felt like you said that her eyes felt or that you said you said that it felt like her eyes were in a different place so please explain from your point of view what you saw from Tasha. starting at the date where they were singing to her she just seemed off she like was not herself and i don't think it was i don't think it had anything to do with the guys she just seemed off the whole time like something was going on behind the scenes, I don't know. It just like didn't seem like herself. I couldn't like piece it together. It just didn't seem like the Taisha we knew. I don't know. 
Brendan, you said great minds think alike. So clearly you saw something there as well. I must have missed it if it's two against one here. So Brendan, what did you see from Tasha? I don't think I necessarily saw anything like that specific, but I don't think I just wasn't looking for that. It just seemed like it was missing something. Like it was a good date, but was it a great date? I don't know. I wasn't convinced that it was a great date. See, I are you saying like the great date just from the overall or just from like that the the mini group date? I mean, I'm like talking solely based on her one on one with Ivan. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I think that's really interesting because my takeaway from it was I love them together. Like, if I had to pick anybody from this season so far who I want to win, and we've talked about this, Bren, where. We like we we think the guys it's a good group, but we uh but when we when we were going through last week and just talking about guys who we would be friends with, there really wasn't a whole lot of them. But I can confidently say, walking away from this episode, I want Ivan to be the one at the end. Yeah, I mean, I like him. Like, I got nothing against him. I think he's like definitely top five in my power rankings. I would be completely content with, you know, him and her ending up together at the end. I just felt like in this date, in this specific thing, it, like, it seemed good, but was it great? I don't know. Rachel, what were your thoughts on the one-on-one with Ivan? I mean, I'm thinking about the conversation they had at the end, mm-hmm. and it got really emotional. And I honestly thought it was one of the best conversations that they've ever had on yes. The Bachelorette, and mm-hmm. I mean, or the whole franchise. I mean, I'm passionate about what they were talking about, so I don't know if that's part of it, but... It just seemed like it was the most real conversation and something that I think as a show, it has kind of a responsibility to bring up stuff like that. And with these two people of color, I think that it was really just like a wonderful conversation to listen to. Yeah, I have a few notes down here. My first is, whoa, um, random prison drop there. Good God. The next one goes, this got deep real quick. The following note says, I'm stunned that they aired this conversation. Note 15 says, we came out of commercial and we went back to the conversation. And it was something where, again, it's the way that 2020 has transpired and seeing some of the moves that the Bachelor franchise has made, like we can call this what it was, making Tasha the Bachelorette was in direct response to all the things happening. Uh, there was a pouring outcry before Tasha was named of, hey, we need more representation in this franchise. And so for them to have that conversation and then let alone make the, make the executive decision to air it, because again, we don't the one thing that this show really does lack is we don't know the lengths and the types of conversations that the leads have with all of their contestants. So to get something this raw, this authentic, this impactful almost uh, was a bit bizarre because we never get this. And of course, the conversation that they show is the granddaddy of them all in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, it was perfectly timed. It was perfectly well-placed. And I like the fact that they kind of kept that in because it shows the dialogue that we typically don't get to see if it was even there in the first place. Um, I mean, I think it was a conversation that like ABC and the Bachelorette needed to like address mm -hmm. 
at some point. I mean, I think just because obviously of- it's just been like a crazy year with COVID, with everything that's going on, political stuff. Doesn't matter what your beliefs are. It was a conversation that they had to have at some point. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was good that they had it. I mean, I- obviously it was like it's harder for me to like put myself in their shoes and have that conversation just because mm-hmm. of my how I like you know just everything um but yeah I mean I definitely think it was a conversation that needed to happen and needed to be addressed and I'm glad that the ABC and the ABC decided to do it yeah I also think just audience size matters and audience in general matters right because ABC the bachelor like this franchise as a whole uh, just predominantly leans a bit to the right more than anything. It is. It just tends to be a bit more conservative. Remember, they only just recently started being really open about sex and things of that nature. Uh, and so it was one of those things where as it's happening, the media, the media communications person in me is thinking, oh boy, how many people just turned the channel? Uh, that was where my first thought went. But then again, just having the uh, just having the stones more or less to go through with airing that conversation, knowing you have a massive audience uh, of all races, ethnicities, things like that, uh, just to kind of put your stamp of approval more or less on everything. I did feel like it was a step that they had to take at some point. So, Brian, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Uh-oh, Brian, did we lose you? Are you, are you frozen? No, Say I'm yeah. here. I just all turned right. my camera off for Got a sec. It. I can hear yeah, you. No, you're all good. No. All right, cool. Um. I want to wrap up Ivan's one-on-one with one-on-one with this. Um, he's gonna get his heart shattered. We all know it, and there's nothing we can. We, there's nothing we can do to stop it. Nice it's, guys finish last? Question mark. I feel. Is that what you wrote down? No, I'm just thinking on the spot. I mean, I agree with you. I just think, and it, it's so classic. It's so classic for this show where this guy that we all love and we think is such a sweetheart, we go back to the Tyler Camerons of the world where we all <laughs> – Yeah, or he's just like – right? He's just always going to be like a little ahead of her on like where they're feeling about each other. Mm-hmm. And I, it's ultimately going to lead to him getting his heart ripped from his chest, thrown into <laughs> Lake Erie. And I, I'm so sad. Like, I, I don't want. I don't want to see it coming. You seem pretty confident about that. I'm so confident in it because I know the way that this show plays out. It's the way that it's always played out. Um, I'm just. I'm. I'm ready for the demise, and it's gonna be a tough watch. We know that those conversations are never fun. We can feel the pain through our TVs in our chests. And come three or four weeks from now, when we're having this exact same conversation, you may see me shed a tear or two. But all right, so wait, kind of off topic, but it just came into my head. And I'm really curious, Rachel, at this point, if you had to guess who wins, who do you think it would be? I'm really confused because I don't think any of them are. Because I think like, just just to interrupt you quick, I think that I could easily say after Ivan's date, although I've been bad-mouthing it, that like he could win at the end for sure. Like he's definitely top five, but then part of me is like thinking along Mike's lines, like he's just going to get his heart absolutely shattered. So curious what you think, or if you have like a person you really like or whatever. I mean, I think this season is confusing because they'll take somebody in one episode and make them like, the important person of the episode and then the next episode they're just like irrelevant like Spencer or Chasen 
like somebody who was like super big in one episode and then they're just gone the next. So like Ivan's really important now, but next episode he could be like nobody. So I just yeah, I and they do a really good job of like all these like you said all these power players who like are really strong early on and then like you don't barely see them at all and then all of a sudden they're in the top four and you're like wait a second how did that happen? Yeah, I feel like Brendan could be from what I've seen like the most. I don't know the best chemistry with her, so maybe him. Is it the turtlenecks? You think? <laughs> <laughs> Might be. I don't know. <laughs> um, Rachel, I want to get your thoughts on Tasha through these first three weeks, right? I mean, we've talked about Tasha. You were excited when she was announced, and you were excited to see her come on. We all were, just kind of for the same reason of, hey, it's something new, it's something fresh. So now that we're three weeks in, what are your thoughts on Tasha? I really like her so far. I think that she's. Um, not really pulling a Claire and like giving one like most of her attention to one person, but I think that she's there for the right reasons and she's taking everybody seriously. I, I really like her so far. I don't think that she's favoring anybody or ignoring anyone. I don't know. I think she's great. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm. We've talked about this. You sent me the picture of Tasha at the AMAs. I forget what my exact response was, but I want to say something along the lines of "Holy fuck!" That was my response. Uh, but yeah, I'm just at this point where Tasha has done an excellent job of giving everybody like some kind of spotlight. Right? We've seen Ben. We've seen Blake a little bit this episode, who disappeared for a while. Riley's been a factor. Uh, I think we're going to get easy next week. Uh, who else? Brendan, uh, Ivan. Now I'm blanking on all of their names. Zach. Like, we are literally just getting this well-rounded uh, cast for this season in a way that I don't know that we've ever really had, right? I'm trying to recall just some of the past seasons where it's like, yeah, you'll get, like, your top three and then the lead. But for this, it's like they're legitimately – six or seven people that you can make the argument for where it's like, yeah, they have a case to be the one standing at the end. Well, and I said something to Shannon, even just based on stuff that Tasha was saying, I said, she's going to have a really hard time over the next few weeks mm -hmm. because I totally agree with you. I think she's like developing really strong feelings for a lot of different people. Nothing wrong with that. I just think that she's going to start having a really, really, really hard time with things moving forward. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's been really easy to tell, like, who she's interested in. Like, at the end of this episode, I was easily able to, like, name off who was going home before it even happened. It's mm -hmm. just, she really... Although Ed stayed. <laughs> I thought Kenny was going to stay, but the other three, I was like, I knew they were going to be gone. Yeah, I agree with you, 100%. Well, I think that's kind of part of what we were just saying though right like yeah people were gonna go home but once we get down to like the final eight and we are deciding i, I just want to rattle off the names and like a i want to actually rattle off the names now instead of blanking and trying to remember everybody on the fly so we have ivan brendan ben zach that's four right there noah depending on if he sticks around we'll see what happens with bennett that's six so that alone is something where who, am I, who, who else am I missing? Mm -hmm. Riley. So there's seven. Am I missing Easy. anybody else big? Easy. Like, I, 
I think Easy goes home. I think Easy's going to get a one-on-one and Easy's going to go home. And that's going to break my heart. Bennett. Did you say Bennett? I did say Bennett. But um, said we, Riley. we still don't know anything about Spencer, which I find bizarre because Spencer came in guns blazing night one and has since really subsided in a way that I was not anticipating. So what well, I also what happens think to, to like Rachel's point, I feel like Spencer is going to be one of those people who like kind of pops out of nowhere over the next few weeks, like strong at first disappears for a while. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, Spencer's still there and she really likes him. Mm-hmm. Definitely could be a possibility. Let's move on a bit. We're going to move on to the second uh, group date. And first off, first off, I need I need to say this right off the bat. I need it on record that Becca can kick me in the chest with six inch heels on, and I would apologize for getting in the way of her foot. So I need to get that out on the record uh, before we even go any further. Which then leads me to my next point, which was. Sorry, um, I don't really know what's going on here. I'm only focusing on Becca. So you two can carry this conversation because between Becca and the megaphone orgasms, they lost me anywhere else during this, during this date. I thought the whole date was pretty funny. Like, I don't think I've ever laughed, at, laughed out loud like that watching like Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, whatever. Like, I just thought it was really funny. Maybe it's just like my general immaturity sometimes i don't know like but i thought it was hilarious yeah it was definitely it was definitely something between uh chris harrison having to sign multiple butt cheeks uh a drinking crazy concoctions or yelling different orgasm sounds into a megaphone this date was all types of wild i mean it's also like it seems like they're starting to struggle with like developing date ideas and I get it they're very limited in what they could do so although I think they've been struggling with date ideas I think this was a pretty creative way to I don't know get things moving get some, Yeah for sure get was- people more interested I thought it was pretty funny Yeah it was fun I want to. I do want to touch on your point because we talked about this before before we started recording. Because Shannon said said things along the same lines. I can't imagine having to try and put this show together in a resort. Which fine, like that's not the hard part. The hard part is then trying to execute upon it. Like, hey, we need twenty different dates, but we are in a one thousand square foot radius here yeah um and we can only do so much and i was i was making a joke to brandon my brother earlier i was like yo chris harrison has been working overtime this season because he's been involved in every day he's been a little uh, he's been a supporting actor during nearly all of them we remember uh we 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 remember uh brendan's horseback riding date through the resort and uh chris is just pulling out ice cream and different mixed drinks and coconuts. And he's just at different spots during, uh, during them all. And just to try and think about one pulling this season off in a bubble, but then everything that goes into everything that goes into that on the surrounding levels of this, because it's not just the show it's, Oh shit, we have to plan dates and we can only do this and we can't travel like how we used to. So just trying to be in that room, I would love to have been a fly on the wall as they were trying to brainstorm all the different date ideas that they could possibly have. Yeah, I don't envy them in that in that sense because it's like you said, thousand square foot facility. It'll be really interesting what they do for the bachelor, and 
if they're able to get a little more creative or I don't know, maybe they're in a more rural area where they have a little more leeway about what they can do, where they can go, that sort of thing. I don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah I completely agree. I was thinking like, we're, I mean, I'm grateful that we even have a, a bachelor bachelorette at all this season. Yes. Very well. We could have had nothing at all. We could have just skipped the bachelorette and gone right to Matt, but I mean, so I'm just kind of grateful for anything. Like, well, I mean, usually they're traveling the world and going to Europe and, you know, tropical places. So anything, I'm just kind of interested at this point to see what they come up with. And that's just as good to me. I'm very happy with it. Yeah, that was one of the things that we said during week one of Clary season was like, yo, at the end of the day, our, fit, our favorite show's back. Yes, it's going to be different, and things are going to be all over the place, obviously, just due to Claire's situation and then Tasha's, but just the overall schematics of everything. Um, our show's back, and our podcast is back, and being able to I'm, talk to you about this show and recording with Brendan, it's, it is one of those things where, again, just so thankful to have this back. And they even gave us the preview for The Bachelor. They, I think they did it last week. Maybe I missed it. I think uh, I missed it last week too. So I saw it for the first time this week and I legitimately almost jumped out of my chair when I saw it. The Bachelor to me is just, it's not so much better than The Bachelorette, but being a straight male from my perspective, <laughs> I, love the, I love The Bachelor 10 times more because of the intrigue. I'm sure, Rachel, I'm sure you like The Bachelorette more for the same reasons, give or take, right? You're nodding your head, yeah. So it's one of those things where we all like these shows for different reasons. And to see the Bachelor uh, preview, I was so damn excited uh, for it. When they, saw, when they said January 4th, I was like, let's go. And Brendan, it looks like a case of the Monday season three is on the Jan horizon. January 4th, sign me up. So with that, I want to keep going on uh, with this second group date. And the second half of the night, the cocktail party uh, was really about the guys opening up. And they all opened up in a way that I don't think we've ever particularly seen. They all were just going uh, into themselves and really just digging deep. Just some notes that I have here was Blake was talking about how he's friends with all of his exes because he doesn't believe in treating people that he's dated uh, poorly. Bennett uh, said he was previously engaged. Amar said his biggest fear is divorce because he's seen his parents go through it twice. And even Zach C., uh, the quote that I had from him was, she, she asked him, uh, what's your biggest fear about marriage? And he said, life shows up, things get in the way, and it all falls apart. And I felt like those combination of thoughts from each person was just a level of vulnerability that we've never particularly seen from a group of guys before. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like in instances like that, it doesn't feel like the bachelor or bachelorette can have productive conversations with everyone. And it just constantly seems like Tasha's always having like meaningful or productive conversations with all the other contestants, which I think is a good thing for her, for sure. But, you know, a lot of time it's just very like superficial. But I think like the more we have gone on we see that she's having a lot of these in-depth real conversations with a lot of different dudes and just genuinely trying to get to know them and get to the bottom of, the, of them so she could figure out like 
who's in it for the right reasons and who she wants to spend her life with. Yeah, I think this actually speaks really well to Tasha, right? And just her, first off, her authenticity in this whole thing, but then also just her willingness to play the part as the lead in a way that I don't think we've seen, right? Just taking the initiative and wanting to learn more about each and every guy and exploring every single option. I mean, again, there are legitimately eight guys or so that we know in-depth things about, right? And that almost feels a bit unheard of because, as you said, uh, some of the conversation that, A, we either don't see at all because they just choose not to air it, and then there's other conversations that just tend to be a bit superficial as well, and that's fun for viewing purposes, but we all kind of know what the deal is for those. Uh, So to be able to go a little bit deeper here is something that I actually really enjoyed. Rachel, what were your thoughts on some of the things that the guys were saying? Um, I mean, I just agree with you. I think that there's something about Tasha. Shocking. Shocking. You agree with me. (laughs) She just like brings out, I don't know, you're just like able to feel more comfortable with her. I don't know. It's just weird. All the guys have been like, I don't know, able to connect with her in just like a really open way. It's been really fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. So this turns out to be Zach C's group date rose he's the one that gets in in the end um i don't hate the choice i felt like that was a pretty obvious i was hoping he would get it actually uh because with his uh, moment with her in the hot tub and just opening up about his fears about marriage and again like life getting in the way and wanting to be able to combat those things with her by his side um i felt like exactly getting that rose was a no-brainer part of me and she does this for every single group date rose she'll go through all of the guys and say, Hey, you did this. Bennett, you did this, which I really like. Brendan, you did this. And I really appreciated that. And it just throws me for a loop because traditionally what we see is uh, they all sit down and then it's Brendan, will you accept this group date? This group date, Rose, you really impressed me with our conversations today, but no, she runs the gambit on everybody. And it throws me for a loop because once she said, Zach, see, I'm like, shit, there's no way he's getting it. And then she doubles back and he ends up getting it. So I was, well, I was especially early on. Like I would like start writing somebody's name down in my notes, like thinking that they got the group rose and, and I'm like, like, I got to go back and delete uh, it. scratch that off. And then I'd start writing another name. Oh crap. Not that guy. Yeah. It's definitely a turn that I actually really like because it keeps us on our toes, but it's also again, validating all of their efforts as well. I feel like even if they aren't the ones that end up, with the rose, they can go back and point to where it's like, okay, I made a good impression on this date, or okay, I did this thing right. Let's try and keep that up. I was surprised that Zach got the rose. I felt like when they were in the hot tub, like she was kind of like testing him, and I almost felt like she just like wasn't impressed with him. So I just didn't think he was going to be getting that rose. I thought it was going to go to Bennett or I don't remember who else, but I just didn't think that she was connecting with him well until they started to make out. And and then once they made out, you were like, ah, geez, it's over. Yeah, he's getting the Zach get the the heat. Yeah, uh, actually, one of the notes that I have here, uh, Tasha might be the makeout bandit. I know that's a term that me and Brandon have used periodically uh, throughout our time. Everybody, remember when we used to do the over unders? I, I, Brent, I was thinking about that last week. Actually, bring it back. We, I think we need to bring it back for the rest of Tasha's season. I know. I mean. Nothing wrong with that, but I mean, she'll go in for the it's, kill sometimes it's too. Super She's entertaining. Like very like 
she knows what she wants and she's going for it. Good for her. Yeah. She's, to her. she's maximizing her experience. And that's the thing <laughs> that I love most from leads. All right. Just being able to just be like, I'm in it. I'm in it for the long haul. Let's just go make magic happen. And that's exactly what she has continued to do time and time again. Okay. Rachel, you knew this was coming, but I, I, want, I want to talk to you about this. This is actually, <laughs> this is the thing that made me ask you to come on. Brendan, you don't know this, but my infatuation with Alea is what Rachel has with Bennett. And me and Brendan have gone me and Brendan have gone back and forth on Bennett a few times. There are times where we like him, there are times where we don't. Um, so Rachel, go ahead. The floor is yours. Be open, honest, and vulnerable. <laughs> Be genuine. Uh, no pressure. Give us the tea on your feelings for Bennett. I mean, I loved him more than anything. I think that <laughs> when he first came on, it was just kind of like, oh, he's the Harvard smarty pants rich boy. But he's so funny. I mean, like every moment, I even wrote down, I was like, he needs his own show. It's just like, <laughs> the things he says, I don't know. I just think it's so funny. And he's, he just has so much to say. His comments are so good. I mean, all of his comments are good enough for them to like put them in so often in the show like him talking to Noah about how he sounds like a 14 year old or something. And just like, I don't know. I just, I think he's so entertaining. I don't think he's going to win this. I just, I hope he makes it far, but he'd be a great person to bring on Bachelor in Paradise, I think. I think he's definitely surprised me. So I like completely agree with you there. He was you definitely like somebody. Bennett, Brendan? I'm not saying I like Bennett, but I think he's somebody that I wrote off very quickly because of how he came into the show. Like, harvard like preppy dresser like however you want to put it but i mean he is he is kind of funny i mean he does call out people's bs he totally called out noah i mean it appears like it might come back to bite him in the butt but like he's kind of no nonsense like he's just he's 36 he doesn't want to deal with the bs um rachel i'm gonna i'm gonna quote one of your tweets here from the night if you don't mind uh she tweeted and I quote, Bennett could tell me the sky is purple, and I would wholeheartedly agree. Now, listen, first <laughs> off, first off, I'm not going to fault you for that, but I do want you to acknowledge that you stole my bet because that's my bet. <laughs> whether, whether it's saying I want people to kick me in the chest, electrocute me with a toaster, there's been that one too, um, you stole my bet, and I certainly don't care for it. Um, I want to talk about my, my quick takes for Bennett here. First off, I wrote down in my notes, kill shot Bennett, because he went after Noah several times, might I add, um, and was relentless in that way. One of the things that I've heard said about Bennett is he comes off as a guy that, like, it, 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 really, is just a, it really is a matter of perspective. Because there are some things where he says where I'm just like, hey, that was funny. And then there are other times where he'll make a comment. I'm like, yeah, you seem kind of like a douchebag. And obviously, you know, the Harvard and the wealth management background certainly doesn't help that. Uh, and, some, and just kind of the way that he has the tendency to carry himself, again, doesn't help that as well either. Um, but I do think it is a matter of perspective and context really does play a factor in how you view Bennett. I tweeted out earlier tonight uh, as the episode was airing. I said, are you in or out on Bennett? 
We had quite a few votes come in. We had 28, and this was pretty much just before Bennett went in on Noah, but uh, Bennett started stirring the pot a little bit uh, before that. And I had 61% of people are in on Bennett, 39% are out. And I felt like that number was actually a bit of a bigger gap than I anticipated it to be. So we're looking I think at I voted out. Yeah. Like, well, that, that's the thing, right? Because with Bennett, it literally is a scene by scene difference where, hey, he seems like a cool dude. The next scene, eh, seemed kind of like a douchebag. So it really is just a matter of you never know what you're going to get with him. And that does make him this, this does make him a bit of an unpredictable character, which I actually kind of like. Right, because when you know he opens his mouth, you're gonna get something, and you know that something is going to be content. Bennett is a content generator. Rachel, you retweeted something earlier uh, saying that this season or this episode in particular was super was super memeable all the way around. There were just so many memeable memeable moments, and I memeable. feel like that really is what Bennett has provided throughout the course of this season. Yeah, I think he's definitely like a fan favorite. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Your fan favorite. <laughs> he's number he's, one in your power rankings, though. He's going to definitely be around, I think, in this whole Bachelor world for a little bit now. Oh, he's to- he'll totally be a, a Bachelor in Paradise on it at some point. 100%. Yeah, there's, I don't think there's any way around it. He does. 100%. He fits, he fits the bill for Paradise to a T. So congratulations, you get to see your baby boy on, yes. <laughs> on, on the big screen for just a little bit longer. Um, what, what happens next? All right, I'm, just, I'm going through my notes now. If you guys have anything else, you guys can obviously chime in. Um, Wait, can we just like quickly talk about the whole two bros for the late night visit scene? That's where I was going next. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Like... Do you think that they told Ed to go to the no. wrong place? No. No. Or do you think that they were just like, no, we're going to send you to the wrong place first, but then we'll send you to the right one? No, I, I just think Ed had no idea where he was going. I, I gen, <laughs> I, well, well, we have to, like, that's the thing. We, have to, we have to back this up here. We have to back this up. The idea that two guys on the same night before a rose ceremony were going to say, you know what? I'm going to go get more time with Tasha." Both at approximately two in the morning is first off mind blowing. I'm trying to figure out how much I actually believe that the, the fan in me wants to, the media background doesn't want to. So I'm very torn in that aspect. Um, so first off, we can start there. Two guys sneaking over. And then once Ed go, cause they show Ed first and Ed knocks on the door and out comes Chris fucking Harrison, which was probably <laughs> the moment, probably the moment of the season for me in all honesty, because that was so wildly unexpected and just so laughable all the same. Do you think that Ed's conversation with Chris Harrison was as painful Yes. As it appeared? Yes. Or do you think they just, like, hyped that up? No, uh, I think it was as painful as it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know, like, see, now you got me going back and forth. And that's that, part of the reason, admittedly, 
the, the only thing that I hate about doing this podcast because I have to fully analyze every situation now where part of me is like, yeah, they probably played that out. But then the other part of me is Chris Harrison's too cool to have a conversation that awkward. Right. I know. Um, he could talk to a wall for like 24 hours straight. I feel and, like. I, and I would watch it. That's the thing. Right. I would too. Um, I just, I think it was awkward. I'm going to, cause like that's the thing, right? Brent, like, I mean, shit, let, let's call it what it is. Bren, I'm going to go over to this girl's house expecting a booty call low-key, and I'm going to go and I'm going to open up the door, and I'm going to see your smug face in the doorway <laughs> as, you, as the door opens. I'm going to be like, you're yeah, uh, – I, I, I can explain, <laughs> right? Yeah. The SpongeBob meme. Like, go hide, go hide, go hide. <laughs> right. So I'm uh, – yeah, I, I, I anticipated that to be as awkward as it appeared if it were if, if I were in that situation. Now, Chris is a bro, so I'm sure it didn't end as awkward as it appeared. Uh, but it was certainly like, though, fun, no, nonetheless. I feel like, though, the conversation between Ed and Tasha might have been more awkward, though. Like, if he would have made it there. Like, I think, yeah, just because Ed has no chemistry with her. Like, what have, like, have we seen a one-on-one interaction between <sighs> Ed and Tasha when it wasn't Ed bitching about Chasen? Yeah, because no. I think even when he had the baby. They didn't have one. They didn't have any conversation. Uh, yeah, it turned into Chasen. You're right. Turned, yeah, yeah, it turned into Chasen. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know how that would have gone uh, had Ed landed at the right location instead of, you know, in the fucking North Pole. Yeah, I don't know why I don't I, I don't know why I do not care for him so much. He's just not likable. I think it's the bad hair dye job. <laughs> he's uh he's just not likable. Um I really think that's I really think that that's all this comes down to. Rachel, let's talk about Ben. So Ben makes this play. I'm going to go see Tasha because I feel like I blew an opportunity the night before. Your Tasha and Ben approaches you at 2.30 in the morning. You just still happen to be up for some reason, right? Um, how does that conversation go for you? What were your thoughts on Ben and the move that he made? Uh, how did you view Tasha in this situation? I think in Tasha's perspective, it's good because she was like disappointed at him the last time when he, wouldn't, when he didn't show up. Um, so I think for her perspective, it was pretty good. But for us, I mean, we just watched him like have anxiety for like an entire episode. He mm-hmm. even said like, she thinks I'm the worst. I think like he was just like freaking out way more than he needed to. But um, for Tasha, I guess it was really good because she ended up being pretty happy with him. And I think he's a really good guy. He just messed up. And this was kind of like his second chance to prove himself. Yeah, I, I feel like- Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. I I feel like, though, I like Ben. I I feel like he could go far and be, like, one of the finalists. I don't think Ben can win. He's very – he's, like, on edge already, which is never a good sign. Like, he's already freaking out a little bit. Like, he is definitely somebody who could get his heart smashed, similar to how Ivan could get his heart smashed. Like – he just needs to like take a deep breath and relax a little bit because he's honestly he's making me nervous. Well, I actually the opposite take from this. In all honesty, um, you know we talked last week. We're like, oh shit, 
the wheels are falling off for Ben already. But my notes here says Ben got things back on track. What a turnaround that he had. Um, this was a move where he even said, he's like, I have to make this if it results in me going home, fine. But I need to try and correct the mistake that I made. And Tasha clearly appreciated it. Afterwards, uh, Ben really did look a little bit more comfortable. And then we even had that moment where uh, during the cocktail party before it got blown up. Um, he's the first one, jumps up, takes her hand, and then goes and chats with her, which is one of the things that he was saying, where it's like every single opportunity now, I'm going to jump at you. And I feel like we just saw in that moment, Ben actually regain, uh, yeah, Ben regained control uh, of his feelings and of the situation, in all honesty. So I kind of, I disagree with you on that, Bren. Fair first enough. Time, first I first like time him. for everything. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I like Ben. I think, honestly, as much as I think that he's freaking out, I think if I had to pick the one person I want to win right now, I think it would be him. Yeah, I think Ben's just a cool dude. Like, Ben's just super fucking likable. Seems like he's in it for the right reasons. Seems like he really likes Tasha. I don't know. I think as of right now, though, if you had to ask, I would want him to win. If I had to rank my, I, I, I want I want Ivan too much, but I know that's going to get my heart broken too. <laughs> um, so let's do, wait. Do we have any final thoughts on Ben? Are we good here? We good? All right, cool. So then we get Noah. Good old <laughs> fashioned Noah. How old is Noah? Noah's 26. 24, 26. I don't know it's 26. I want to say 26. I don't, I don't know. I, I just know it was younger. Yeah, I want, I want to say 26. So we get the cocktail party. Things are trending in the right direction. Then Noah decides he's going to take the initiative and go talk to Tasha. And what this results in is a conversation between the two of them where Noah says, hey, I don't care about their opinions. I'm only focused on yours. But you should know these are the things that are being said about me getting a rose within the house. And I think it's a reflection of them questioning your integrity. And Noah, I need to stop you right here before we go any further. Because I don't think any of the guys ever questioned her integrity right, whatsoever. Actually no. say that? I mean, no. people were definitely mad. They were mad at Noah for that. crashing the date. Not a single soul in that house questioned Tasha for giving the rose to Noah. They hated Noah for the act. They did not hate Tasha for giving the rose to him. And that is a very, very different distinction uh, between the two. So Noah, first off, one, you just fucked up everything to begin with. And how this transpires going forward with the target on your back. You saying you're going to continue to, to be yourself and maybe even turn things up a notch. Um, I'm really excited to see how things unfold. We get the little teaser of a potential two-on-one between Bennett and Noah. Uh, kind of this clashing of different styles, right? <laughs> Noah's, a bit more, uh, Noah's a bit more along the lines of JPJ, whereas Bennett is more Clark Kent. Right, so that's just a very, very uh, that's just a very uh, giant clash in personalities there off the bat, and Tasha takes naturally quite a big of an issue with all of this. She pops off, and I just want to hear both of your reactions to this situation. Rachel, let's have you go first. Um, 
I mean, Bennett made the point that no one like thus far has made her upset. She's been like pretty happy-go-lucky this entire time. And so I think it says a lot about Noah that he's literally the first person who's made her like upset this whole time. She's been having a great time until he came along and like lied to her in that way. So I think that's just very annoying. Brendan, what are your thoughts on Noah? Yeah, I just think he totally shot himself in the foot. And again, you've got to be there for the right reasons. You've got to be there for Tasha. You've got to do whatever it takes to make it to the end. But at the same time, why create drama and more headaches for yourself when you don't need to? Right. It's one of the things that we've always said. And that is yeah. drama never plays well in your favor. And no. we, I, we, we see that next week. We don't know how it plays out, but that is the epitome of what we get next week with the potential of the two-on-one between those two uh, clashing personalities. What Tasha did, honestly, I thought it was a power move. She walked in and she didn't even say anything. She was just like, let's all go in this room. And one, two, three pops off, puts everybody in their place, cancels the rest of the cocktail party, uh, which then just leads to the rose ceremony. But what that does is it really is probably, is probably the turning point within the house, in all honesty, right? Because we've seen this group of guys, and they're all buddy-buddy with each other. And now we see this first real domino start to fall. Of, of real drama, right? Because, yeah, we had stuff with Yosef, with Claire, and we saw the chase and stuff, but it never really boiled into anything. I think that this is going to be the first thing that actually erupts and may cause uh, problems for weeks to come. And I think that if they would have never brought the new guys in, I feel like there wouldn't be any drama this entire season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we saw the we saw the ricochet shots from Spencer. Noah being introduced here obviously changes some of the dynamic as well. And I mean, who else did they bring? Like Montrell left after week two, so he was irrelevant. He didn't even get any screen time. But who else? I didn't did they even bring know in? who you were talking about. I was exactly. like, Montel wasn't on the yeah. show. Peter <laughs> Peter left night one once he came. So, yeah, I mean, of the four guys that they brought in, we got home runs with two of them. Obviously, we'll see. I, we'll say home runs with one being Noah just in terms of personality and drama. Uh, and then we'll see what happens with Spencer because it looks like that he has a, uh, he has the potential to stick around for a bit longer than we all anticipate at this current moment in time. I'm going over just one more thing here, and that is this. We get this rose ceremony. We'll, we'll probably we'll probably wrap up with this. We get the rose ceremony, and four people are gone. I believe we started with sixteen at this episode. I want to say fifteen or sixteen, and yo, we got we got rid of the dead weight. And I think that's actually like that is a really interesting proposition going forward because it's what we started off this episode talking about was hey. We know that there might be legitimate connections here with eight different dudes. And we're in a, and in this episode by the end of it, we are way closer to those eight than what we originally than what than when we initially started. So the dead weight, quote unquote, that gets cut is Joe, who I actually really like, and I'm gonna miss him because I thought his commentary was a lot of fun. I could not think of his name. I could not think of his name for the life of me. Yeah, Joe I'm gonna miss Joe. Joe just brought a lot of different personality. He was a bit more quiet, but you know, some of his confessionals were a lot of fun. 
Uh, some good, we're gonna miss Joe, Killshot Kenny. Pour one out <laughs> for Killshot Kenny. R.I.P. Uh, Did Chase, not care for Kenny. Chasen's gone, which wasn't totally surprising because he didn't do a whole lot to stand out with Tasha to begin with, but he's gone. And then Jordan, who I actually thought had the potential. Jordan. Jordan had the potential to be a he had the potential to be a dark horse candidate. Uh, I felt like if he was given a better opportunity, but unfortunately all of that was cut short because of the shortened cocktail party. Yeah, and I don't think there were really any surprises. Um, I no, think we again, talked about was, this a little bit earlier. Again, it was dead weight. I mean, you called it dead weight. I think just from very early on, we could have probably picked four, five, six people who we all thought were on the chopping block. So no real surprises there. Still not really sure why your boy Ed is staying. But Why, why mean, is he my boy? I've I'm never just, once defended Ed. I'm just, I'm just pushing your buttons. I Yeah, I don't know what the – logic is there unless they're just keeping him keeping him around to stir up some trouble i don't know i'm um, i'm sick of it i'm sick of him i i'm so scared i want to go through the list of cast but i'm scared if i google it right now i'm gonna get hit with some spoilers because apparently some stuff is starting to come out i'm not so, looking i wait so yeah i think it would be helpful to know how many are left though i'm get. i'll, I'll run the risk i'm running the risk there's got to be Bachelorette. If only I could type. I got it. The Bachelorette cast. All right, Rachel, go ahead. G- give me your give me your thoughts. What are your final thoughts on this rose ceremony? What are some of your thoughts as we approach next week? Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said before, I think it was pretty obvious who was going to go home this week. Um, but now at this point, I feel like everybody who's still here has like a pretty good connection with her, or at least is like worthy of getting screen time. Screen time. So I don't really even know what's going to happen next week. I don't even remember what they showed as a preview. But your boy might be gone. That's what they showed. <laughs> right, the two on one. No, if defend leaves, his honor. I will not watch if he leaves. Um, I, I hope he. I hope Bennett doesn't leave. I hope he doesn't. I really don't. Okay, I, I got I got the list here. Um, wait, did they really? Okay, I, I got the list here. I'm just going through the ABCs list, and that's like, where I'm at right now too. I think that's the safest route to go at that's this point. That's exactly where I went. <laughs> so we have Ben, Bennett, Blake. Um, let's keep going. Brendan. Oh my God, who are these people? Demar, Demar staying was kind of wild. Um, I thought for sure he was on the chopping block. Oh, they don't have the new people on this. That's at fine. Least the one there, I'm looking at. There's only two new people. So Peter and Noah. So that makes seven. Easy. Ed, that's nine. Uh, Ivan. Ivan's ten. Zach C is eleven. And I think Riley oh, is twelve. And I my think computer just it. wasn't low. My computer just yeah, wasn't loading. Yeah, we're at twelve. We got we Noah, got those, we got those twelve left. Riley, Spencer. Are you typing these then? I'm just writing them down. Thank you, Zexy. For next week. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Got cool. it. Okay. So, Brandon, one more time, read off that list for me. All right. We have Ben, Bennett, Blake. Brendan, Damar, Easy, Ed, 
Ivan, Noah, Riley, Spencer, Zach C. All right. Rachel, I'm going to throw this to you. Your top three right now are who? Um, probably Ivan, then, I don't know, Zach or Brendan, probably. I can't pick three. I think my three. I, after what I saw tonight, I, saw, I put Zach C as my number four last week. I'm going to move Zach C into my number three slot. I just feel like it's there with, with, with them. Ivan moves up. Like, Ivan, for me right now, is my current front runner um, after what we saw tonight between the two of them. So I'm going to go Ivan one. I'm going to go Zach C two. I think they both jump up several spots. And then three right now is interesting between Brendan and Ben. Um, we saw the early interactions between Brendan and Taisha, and it was one of those things where it's like, that's our front runner. And then he's kind of subsided since. And then on the other hand, Ben's just been this guy who's been fighting and clawing his way to remain in, the, in that top four, in that conversation at least. So where I lean toward that right now, I think ultimately Ben is going to get there, but I think Brendan still has that number three spot for now. But I wouldn't be shocked if next week if that changes. Brent, where are you at? So I think I'm a little different. I think Brendan is borderline cusp of making the top three, but if I had to say it, he's my number four right now. I think Zach C, number three. I think Ivan is number two, and that's just solely based on some of the stuff that I've said so far today and just my opinion that something was slightly off with the date. And I'm going to say number one is Ben. I don't know what it is. I just think she's made comments about him that lead me to believe that he is a lot higher on her radar than we think. Yeah, that would again, it wouldn't shock me at all if Ben were to go home uh, as the winner of this season. Rachel, before we get up out of here, we don't know if you'll make an appearance again <laughs> this season. Listen, the door's always open if you ever want to come on. I've told you that several times. But in case this is it, your winner for this season is who? Oh my God, I don't even know. Um... I don't know. Maybe Ivan, just based off of this episode, but I don't know. That's a safe bet. I respect that. It changes I, so much every episode. I don't know. I'm, I just know I'm Team Ivan. Like, I'm there. I love I'm there. And again, <laughs> again, Brian, I might be inconsolable when he gets his heart shattered. <laughs> like, I, there I like might be. I hope he, I hope he wins. Like, good for, like, I would totally support that. I just, like, something just felt like they, she wasn't totally there yet. I hope she gets there. Props to Ivan. He's done everything right. I hope he makes it at he's least just, to the end or gets close. He's just the classic archetype of – you, you said it, man. Nice guys finish last. Like, I just feel like he's such a sweetheart, and she's just going to go in a different direction to no fault, to no fault of him. Right? He's yeah. not going to do anything wrong. Like, that's, like, I feel like that's the thing we can safely say about Ivan. Ivan is not going to be the one that fucks us up. And that's right? the thing. Like, Ivan would never be the next Bachelor. Oh. 
He would never be the next Bachelor. Now you have me thinking, because I feel like he might. He might be the next Bachelor? That. <laughs> I mean, maybe now... that's why he wins. He's not good enough on camera. Like, I yeah. think he's a really good guy in person. Yeah, I, 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 he's a better, better bachelor, bachelor in. He's a better Bachelor in, uh, in theory than in reality. I feel like that's the best way to put it. Yeah, like if absolutely. Ivan, right. Like in our head, Ivan as bachelor sounds nice, but that probably likely wouldn't translate well on screen. But yeah. Yeah. Um, you just have to have like a certain personality to be the bachelor or bachelorette. And maybe he's there, but I just don't think that he has the personality to be the bachelor. I don't know. <laughs> can you believe like that's the thing. Our next bachelor, presume pre, we can presume from this group, if that was the case, won't be until twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean, at that point, like, are they irrelevant, or do they put some of these guys on Bachelor in Paradise where it's like a Nick situation, like, yeah kind of bring them back to the forefront so that when they select them again as the bachelor, we're not totally off guard, caught off guard with it. I don't know. I do think that's going to be the thing that really, that really does mess them up. And we've seen them go, uh, go back to the past in, in selecting bachelor and bachelorettes, but just traditionally the model has always been, um, the bachelor is a contestant from the previous bachelorette season and the bachelorette is a contestant from the previous season of the bachelor. And they've kind of gone away from that model a little bit as of recent years, but it's always been kind of this connecting theme, uh, between the show because it's the thing that keeps them going, right? Having, having to be able to call back from this recent, uh, from this recent audience and bringing that audience forward while adding new people in this it's just this whole crazy cycle that they have in place and just by putting them two years out is very weird and that is going to put them in that tough spot and i think that's when they really are going to after a lie on paradise in a way that they haven't really in the past yes obviously nick was chosen after his season on paradise um but do they have the longevity do they have the popularity to withstand two years uh, in this space and just to have that ability to keep going? Or hell, do they just keep uh, shuffling the deck even further and just bringing on old faces? It's going to be a question that they're going to have to uh, ask themselves multiple times going forward because this year really did change everything for them in ways that I don't think we'll be able to fully realize uh, but uh, unless we're two or three years down the road, but only I, time will tell. Am I correct in assuming that like wasn't Matt just like a random person? Matt is best friends with Tyler C. Yeah, so he's never been on a single like season. that. Well, so that's the thing that's crazy, right? Like, but he was supposed to be a contestant. He was supposed to be on, on Claire's. Claire's. Right, he was supposed to be on Claire's season. Uh, I don't know if he backed out, or I think it might have been just one of those things where hey. Just the timing, we don't know if this is going to actually happen because of COVID. So there was some disconnect. And then it was, well, let's have him as The Bachelor. 
which again, it, I mean, we're going to talk about this at length. Having a person as the lead who we've never seen on camera is a bonkers move for this franchise. I guess that yeah. changes things for who the next next bachelor will be, though. So I guess it doesn't matter even. Like, right. It's it, it's probably it's it's probably the thing I'm most intrigued about going forward. In all honesty, so Brendan, do you have any final notes for this episode before we get up out of here? No. Rachel, thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Hopefully you'll join us again in the future. <laughs> if not, it's Mike's fault. It's always my fault. That's fine. Always. It's fine. Uh, Rachel, do you have any final thoughts? Nope. Wow, that's it. I couldn't could even get some <laughs> elaborate advance like Brandy Game. Just a, a one-word nope. All right, fine. Uh, my final thought is that Bennett versus Noah. Inject that into my veins next week. Can't I, wait for it. I cannot wait to give our piping hot reactions at 11 o'clock <laughs> Eastern Standard Time when we record. Wait, no, 10 o'clock. My bad. Woo, I looked at the clock. I'm like, wait, that's not right. When we record these at 10 o'clock, I love, like that's the thing, right? Recording these immediately after. Like it is hot take central. Yeah, it needs, to be, it needs to be done, especially when you're a little older like me. Yeah, right, exactly. So again, Thank you, Rachel, for taking the time out of your night to join us in all of our nonsense. It was great to finally have you on after being probably our biggest fan. Sorry, <laughs> Shannon, but Rachel has been with us since day one and has shared the podcast religiously, has told friends about it, texts me how much she loves it every single Tuesday morning when she listens <laughs> to it. So, Rachel, I do appreciate all of your support. I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate you putting up with my nonsense every day of the week but especially on monday nights as i go crazy about this goddamn show brendan as always i love chatting with you about this as well and to our listeners thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us ramble about this extraordinary perfect <laughs> immaculate production every single week remember you aren't in your feelings you just have a case of the mondays and we will see you next week